Disclaimer, Joss, Jules, and Nevermore are not professional therapists. They will be sharing their personal experiences and advice, but this is in no way a substitute for professional help. There is also a good chance of swearing, tears, and triggering conversations, so listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Slaying Demons, a podcast about facing your fears in life and being the best version of yourself. I am your host, Jocelyn, and joining me tonight are my two lovely ladies, Jules and Nevermore. Welcome back, ladies. It's been a while. It's been a while. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's been a very long time because we have had a change in format, folks. So uh, basically, the hero's bug totally bit me again, and I am loving my time in that game and the only thing that makes that better is streaming with you guys and playing with Jules and Nevermore so we decided uh that our slaying demons topics were getting a little bit um like we were getting a little bit talked out so we thought it might be nice to to move the show to a bi-weekly format but we also wanted to hang out just as much as we always had so we're now doing um our normal podcast one week and then we're going to do a hero stream the next week and we're going to alternate back and forth between the two so there will always be a tuesday night stream it's just half the time it will be slaying demons and half the time it will be us playing heroes and i'm really excited because i have missed that so much and we always have so much fun when we actually play some heroes so um yeah make sure you guys come and check that out so i apologize for us not having an episode in a really long time there's been so much going on. We did get a couple of uh, hero streams in there, but uh, yeah, basically what we're going to do tonight is just give an update on everything that's been going on with us because holy hell, guys, <laughs> we have had a lot happening over the last, you know, four to six weeks. So uh, we have a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, Jules, you have the most super awesome, cool thing happening right away. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your condo? Oh my gosh. Okay, so I close on my condo on Friday. Ah! Oh! <laughs> Yay! It's super, super exciting, and it's super nerve-wracking because I I literally, everything is just coming down to the last minute with the mortgage, and they just gave me the final numbers today, so I have to know how much money to go get the check from the bank for <laughs> and close on Friday morning, and Isn't then it's it so- all... I mean, well, so this this isn't your first time buying, right? No, it's not. So, so I I kind of know what I got to do, but it's still a big pain in the butt. <laughs> yeah, because, okay, so part of what's been going on with uh, Matt and I is uh, basically we had a bit of a scare with our roommates. There was some super awesome chance for them to potentially buy another house. And so we thought they were going to have to sell their home, which we currently live in. Um, We thought they were going to have to turn around and sell their home within, you know, a couple of weeks sort of thing. So Matt and I kind of looked at each other and went, holy shit, we have to go buy a house (laughs) because we need somewhere to live. And so we also kicked off the whole like, 
steps to actually buying a home. And right around that exact same time, we also got a $3,000 tax bill. So <laughs> we had a little bit of a, I don't want to adult anymore breakdown. Um, but yeah, I know at least for me, when we started uh, like looking at homes and talking to the bank and getting like down payment stuff together and all the rest of it, I have never, ever, ever spoken in terms of numbers the size of what I'm speaking about and thinking about now. I mean, it's just, it's absolutely incredible. Like the biggest, I guess, kind of like loan and payment numbers and stuff that I've had to deal with prior to a home was my student loan. And this is like literally five to six times the size of my student loan. And I'm just like, I think I'm going to throw up in my mouth. Yeah. And when you start thinking about the the just the gravity of like what you're putting yourself into debt for, which is a good thing. I mean, yeah. you know, equity and property owning and all of those things, you know, tax write offs and it's your own place and nobody else has got access to it but you. And but it is um, it, it's humbling. <laughs> you're just like, how much money do I have to break the closing? <laughs> It's just, it seems like everything is just so much bigger than the scale that I'm used to dealing in. I mean, like when you're talking about dollar amounts, when you're talking about like just time, like this is something we're going to be paying off for 25 years. Like, yeah, it's like, okay, I've lived for 32. So this is basically like the length of time I've lived is the amount of time I'm going to be paying off this mortgage. And just when you start thinking about things in that kind of a mindset, I'm just like, oh, my God, I can't even wrap my head around these the size of these numbers or the length of this time. It's just it's it's crazy to me. (laughs) Yeah. And honestly, I don't even think about it in terms of how long it will take to pay it off because most likely you don't, I mean, unless you're super lucky, you just don't stay in that one place for Oh, I thought you were going to say you just never pay it off. And I'm like, Jules, that's not helping. (laughs) No, 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 no. I mean, I mean, I've lived, I've owned now three, four homes, I think over the time frame. you know, being married and, and single and that kind of thing. And I've of course never fully paid off a mortgage to the length of its term. Right. Um, so yeah, I don't even think of it from that perspective, but when you say it like that, you know, you're just kind of like, <laughs> well, because even, even if Gold. we do, even if we do decide to move, right. Um, and buy a different home, it's like, we're still going to have like another mortgage sort of thing. So yeah. It's like once you start this process, then it's like you're going to be paying the bank back for the next like 30, 40, whatever years. Once you like, depending on how many 25 year mortgages you kind of stack up, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Like, well, because you might get five years into this one and then buy a new house and then that's a 25 year mortgage. So then your 25 year mortgage really was like 30 years and then maybe you wait another five years and then, oh, yep, new house, new mortgage, another 25 years. It's like pushing it, pushing it, pushing it like, Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No kidding. And here they do 30 year mortgages. So, um, that's, that's what I'm getting at least. Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'll be in my seventies when that thing is paid off if I run its term. So <laughs> yeah, just to think of it that perspective. Yeah. And we're kind of trying to think of, um, we're trying to get a home and we're trying to think of what we're going to need, which is really, really difficult because again, you're trying to think in terms of like all of these big, huge life things. And we're like, 
Oh my god, I thought my I thought my mother-in-law or like Matt's mom, she was here this past weekend. Our moms met this past weekend, um which Aww. was the first time? First time, yeah. So that was kind of a big deal. Um but before my mom got there, Matt's mom, we were just kind of sitting on the couch talking, we were talking about houses and house hunting and I was saying like, yeah, um we're trying to find a place that's like big enough for us and we want to have a guest room i need an office we need at least one kid's room and like i thought she was just gonna go like like lose her shit she was like just the look on her face was like don't freak out be very excited but don't freak out this is amazing but don't say anything she had the cutest look on her face oh so it's just like we're trying to we're trying to find that so that we don't have to, you know, do a lot of moving and a lot of, but I mean, that just, it, it's so stressful. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, at that you are, you're dealing with the, the hunting part and the, you know, the preliminary part. Yes, and, we are very um, much in the preliminary stages. And I know that's that stress so bad, and I'm thankful to be on the on the tail end of it. I have the move coming up on Tuesday next week, so once that's done, I'll breathe a huge sigh of relief. <laughs> um, but you know what? It it's it, when you ha- this is your first purchase, right? You've not bought a home before, right? I've always rented. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. we were kind of. Um, it still, it still might happen um, that we need to rent because basically, so the the house that they were thinking of buying ended up fall, uh, kind of falling through. They were they were almost like a backup because basically what happened was um, my roommate, her family is very 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 tight knit, and her cousin's neighbor decided they were going to sell the house. It was on a lot of land. It was in a really good spot, obviously right next to her cousin. They have young kids, so it would have been really good for my roommate's kids and all the rest of it. So, uh, and the the guy selling the house didn't want to do it through realtors. He he talked to um, my roommate's cousin and was like, okay, if you can, you know, someone in your family, someone you know wants to buy, we'll do it with lawyers, but no, realtors will save all the fees and everything else. So it would have also then in that way saved them a ton of money and, and been a really good deal. So um, they were thinking that they were going to buy it, but they were like the the backup offer, I guess. Um, and the first offer that they thought was going to fall through ended up actually going through. So then they didn't get the house. So we're no longer on any kind of like crazy timeline. But they're also talking about having a second kid, which is amazing because their first kid is adorable and I love him and I would steal him if I could. Um, but he's, uh, yeah, so they want him to be a big brother sooner rather than later. And kind of when that happens, like we need to leave. We've already been here yeah. longer than we kind of planned originally. So... We're, we are at the point where we should be going. And so now we've kind of um, taken steps financially. We've moved some stuff around and lowered some interest rates and stuff. And so like consolidated and gotten lower interest rates and we're paying off all of our things. And we're, we're financially in a really good place now. Um, but yeah, we might still end up, depending on how our roommates' timelines move, <laughs> might dictate whether we end up renting or, or if we can actually uh, have the time we need to, to get a house. So yeah, we're still kind of up in the air about what we're going to be doing, but uh, we are definitely looking and it's, it's quite stressful because we're not quite right in the place where we would be putting offers on things. Mm-hmm. So then we're seeing a lot of stuff like go up and get sold and go up and get sold. And we're going to look at places and we're like, okay, kind of like this, but do we like this enough to, you know, kind of pull the trigger? And we're like, 
mm. and then we've got our realtor pressuring us and the bank pressuring us and i'm just like everybody stop <laughs> this is like yes. there's three zeros on the end of numbers that i'm used to talking about like i'm used to talking about two hundred dollars you're talking about two hundred thousand dollars and i need a minute to wrap my brain around that <laughs> yeah yes it's crazy so. Wow. Yeah, it is. It's it's really really nuts. And like not that I didn't that like I'm I'm ready for this and it's not that I didn't think that this was going to happen, but now that it's like super real and happening, I'm kind of freaking the fuck out a little. <laughs> <laughs> in like in a, in a good happy way, but like the first couple of weeks when especially when we thought that um our roommates were going to sell the house, um I was I was one just gigantic ball of don't talk to me like the smallest little things, which actually is probably a really good kind of um, segue into one of uh, one of Nevermore's updates that she wants to talk about. But I was like, don't fucking talk to me. I can't deal with anything like the smallest little things like the cat bit my leg and I cried for an hour. Like, it just you know, like the smallest little things, which is like totally set me off. So. I'm I'm doing better now because I think we have a better plan in place going forward and, and we kind of know what we want and we're not being rushed and like <laughs> the sky is not falling. So I feel a lot better now than I did uh, a few weeks ago. But man, even just doing the, the looking part has been really, really stressful because I'm almost afraid that we're going to find the perfect place and then we're going to miss out on it. Um, and that hasn't really happened yet because we haven't yeah. been at the point where we can put offers in. So we haven't actually put an offer in and been rejected yet. And I feel like when that happens, I'm going to have a, I'm going to have trouble dealing with that. <laughs> I know how that goes. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. It's not easy. It isn't, but yeah. you know what the, the, the thing about it is that there are, I mean, there's people that can help you get through it and, you know, and, and Matt is going to be right there too, to do that. Yeah. Um, most definitely, but like huge updates, man. Like that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely. Uh, oh, yeah, it was crazy. It was a lot. Oh, it was a lot. <laughs> so, Nevermore, did you want to talk a little bit about Phoenix Comic Con first, or? Uh, well, it's just funny because like how you guys talk. Like I just see things, so I'm totally picturing like this giant roller coaster where Jules has already done all the scary shit and like spun around. And <laughs> yeah. She's, like, she's doing like the, the whooshy part at the end where like they slow the you down. Line, and I'm like way back in the line, like going, Nope, like not ready for that. Nope. Like pushing <laughs> other people past me. Like, nope, nope. cause we just decided that we're renewing our lease for the teeny tiny apartment. Mm -hmm. uh, cause we don't, we're not <laughs> anywhere close to being ready. Like both of you are getting to. So uh, yeah, we will be here for a little while. Uh, as far as me and stress and stuff, because you guys have had your own fair share, it sounds like, and getting ready for more. <sighs> I had Phoenix Comic Con, which was crazy, and it was very busy, and the prep for it really stressed me out. Um, <sighs> I was not prepared at all. Illidan would have been like, yep, looking at you, like, you're <laughs> Saw not, that coming. Not, not ready at all. Um I just, I, and it happens every year. I, we have it, time goes by, you don't think about it. And then all of a sudden it's like right there again. 
I think last year I was freaking out at like 50 days, 50 to 60 days till it was happening. Um, this time it hit me at like three weeks, three weeks away. And I was like, oh, fuck, I have <laughs> nothing, nothing new made like since the not last con, but I did a small show um, last summer, which I'm doing again this year uh, for my second time because it actually was really, really good for me. Um, it's a small board game convention. But anyways, so I didn't have anything new since I prepped for that. So I like freaked out and panicked about that. And I also freaked out and panicked because I always get nervous about the tax stuff leading up to it. Because the last couple of years they've been cracking down on it a little bit. Just making sure people have their stuff together. Um, usually you show up, you pay your $50 for whatever it's for with the city. And then you can get your paperwork, go to your booth. And then they gave you a sticker and stuff. So anyway, I was like, all right, that's how it's been the last two years or whatever. Um, didn't think anything about it, but I always stress until I get past that point. Like it's always how it is. Like, because I'm like, Oh my God, they're not going to let me vent. Oh my God. They're not going to let me vent. This year was different. They sent an email that said, hi, you're on our list for tax <laughs> enforcement. And I was like, Oh my God, like this is so much worse. Like if I don't figure this out, like I'm going to show up and they're going to be like, ma'am, we need to talk to you and we're going to arrest you. Yeah, and like, please mind... step over to the side. Exactly. <laughs> and like, I'm going to be this huge example of everybody else has their fucking life in order and I'm the one who's going to get like taken to jail. So like <laughs> my mind just spins out of control with disaster thinking in those instances because I get so stressed out and worked up. So I was stressed out about that. I was stressed about not having a ton of stuff ready. Um, is it okay to keep talking about it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so freaking out about it, um, Jules had started doing her chain mail stuff lately. So it came about that I was like, well, do you want to stream? Because that would be like how we talked about it forever ago a good way for me to have accountability for what I'm doing because otherwise I'll sit on the couch, start to do something and slide it off to the side and then just <laughs> veg out and not do anything. So anyway, in my like stressed blinder focused mode of like, I just need to get stuff done. I just need to make stuff. I need to sit down to do it. Jules and I were streaming and I have no idea what I'm doing in the roundabout way of me being focused on me and trying to get my stuff together, I hurt Jocelyn because forever fast forward, rewind, zoom backwards in time, <laughs> you know, she was very excited for me to finally start streaming when we had talked about this forever ago, I think on here, um, just to get things going and be the first one to help me with it and everything. And my brain wasn't in that mode at all. Like I was just, needing to get my stuff done. Jules was working on her stuff. It was just, it, it clicked in that moment. I was so focused on me and what I needed to do that. I didn't really think about that. It would hurt Jocelyn because she had wanted to do it with me first. And in this huge roundabout snowball effect of stress crap on like everybody's side, we started to have issues which I know nobody would think would happen because I didn't fucking think it would happen either. So it's been a long, like, couple of weeks, guys. Um, yep. 
So I'll let you talk about it for a minute since it's everybody's side of things. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, and I mean, I think you you really hit the nail on the head with a lot of the stuff that you said. I mean, like we had a lot going on. I just (laughs) spent, you know, 10 minutes telling everybody exactly what was going on. You know, we thought that our roof was going to be sold right from over top of us. We all of a sudden had, you know, banks and realtors breathing down our necks. We had um, Matt's grandmother passed away. So we were away for a weekend and, you know, doing that kind of stuff and uh, family-oriented things. And then, you know, this ridiculously huge tax bill came in for me. And it was just like, I had so much stress on my end too. And our we have a, a shared Discord chat where the three of us talk and plan the show and, you know, all the rest of it. And it had gotten very quiet. And uh, it just, um, like, knowing that you guys were, and uh, we've, we've obviously, we've worked through all of this. Like, we so talked about this. Is, yeah, this is nothing, this is not news to anybody. Um, but just, like, knowing that you guys were talking without me was kind of, like, the first, I guess, like, red flag for me. And I was kind of just like, well, what the hell? And then, like, oh, and they're streaming crafty things without me. Okay, well, I'm just going to let them leave me behind. This really sucks. I can't deal with it right now. I'm out. (laughs) So, yeah. But again, like, you're right. Like, we were all, like, I mean, Jules, you have a ton of stuff going on, too. But I know at least, like, Nevermore and I, we were both just like up to our eyeballs in stress already and neither one of us could really deal with it and it had the side effect of unfortunately putting Jules a little bit in the middle because (laughs) we're both like fuck that bitch I'm not talking to her (laughs) and and it got it got really like blown out of proportion because we would never intentionally hurt each other you guys like obviously that's like a huge thing we know this we know this But because we're both stressed out about completely different things, you know, Jules and I knew Matt's grandma had passed and we knew you had mentioned the taxes, but we had no idea like about the house stuff. You guys like we didn't we didn't know that like the extremeness of what was going on with her. So I think when Jules and I just started talking about it, it just kind of we were just once we talked about it it was like, okay, let's do it. Like we were just, okay, let's go, you know? Mm -hmm. And it wasn't with the intent to leave Jocelyn out. It just, that's the way it kind of went. And we, at the same time, like we're like, she has a lot going on. We haven't really heard from her. Like she's, I know that they have stress and the family stuff going on. So we just assumed, which don't assume (laughs) you guys, because this is what conversations. (laughs) Yeah. Because we weren't sure. And like, you know, we noticed it was quiet, but we're like, you know, she's got a lot going on. It's not, we don't know, you know, and Jules had said, you know, I tried to reach out, but I didn't hear back. So I didn't say anything because I was like, well, she just needs time. Huge mistake on my part (laughs) because, because I didn't, say anything and it was my kind of decision to do the crafting like I feel like that was a huge thing more to Joss right like that made it worse towards me is that yeah, right I just basically I just I just felt left out so that when big things like the house stuff was going on I didn't feel like I could reach out and talk to you guys and that was really kind of the worst part because then I had all this other stuff going on And then I like, I put up the wall and I was just like, well, yeah, normally I would talk to Jules and Nevermore about this stuff. Normally I would be like just on my phone like crazy, but they don't want to talk to me. So I don't want to talk to them. 
<laughs> wall, 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 when she mentioned she tried, I was like, okay, well, we just, maybe she just needs time to just deal with what she's dealing with, you know, which I had no idea that it was like stemming into this whole big other thing. So then finally, when we were able to get Joss to kind of talk more, it was all just coming out. And then it was like more directed at me. And I'm just like bawling because like, that's never my intention to be like, Joss, fuck you. Like, we're not going <laughs> to hang out with you. Like, screw you, you know? That was never what I wanted. And just as soon as she kind of said that it was me, like, I, like, I broke. Like, I was already, we were already worried about her. Like, I'm, I'm not I'm so trying not to cry. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just, you know, like, we were worried. We wanted to make sure she's okay. And, like, it's this huge thing. And then just trying to talk it all out. Like, when I get sad, like, I don't, I used to be really bad. It's It has to totally do with the way my ex treated me. Um when I used to be upset, like, boom, bedroom, under the covers, dark, just quiet, like, me by myself. Ben has, like, been able to get me to come out of that a little bit over the years um, to the point where I can at least be, like, you know, I'm okay, I need a minute or whatever. Like, I can at least vocalize where before, like, my body, like, tightens up, like, I can't even, like, talk sometimes. So, anyway, all this is happening. Like, I'm already stressed out of my mind. She's already stressed out of her mind. Like, I am I was already kind of at my limit with what was going on with me just stressing to prep. Because it's like, for that, if I don't have stuff to sell, then I'm sitting there at this expensive <laughs> table being like, hey, everybody, like, don't you know who I am? Like, hey. So, it was, you know, I'm freaking out about that and making the money from it because I have to be able to renew my spot because the wait list is ridiculous for this show. Like, they have so many vendors. And then the tax stuff. So, I'm already stressed out. We're both worried about Joss. And then to find out, like, all this is happening, like, it just, it was just this avalanche of emotion. Like, I lost it. Like, I was in my bed bawling and Ben came home. And I was just like, it's me. Like, it's my fault. And, like, he's like, you need to talk to her. I'm like, she doesn't want to hear from me. And, like, I'm just, Which I'm was breaking. even, like, I mean, not, not funny, but it was like, I was, so by the time I got to the point where I was like, okay, blah, everything, which I also know it's not even just in text. It's also in person. It's, I get very, um like uh, harsh built, I guess um I'm very much like okay this is what's going on boom 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 and I'm fucking pissed about it and blah blah I'm intimidating <laughs> I've been she told that more than once <laughs> <laughs> she is so um like and I was you have very to much understand, like this is like our second fight like of our whole like five year, which is funny because right? I don't even remember a first. So well, I mean, I would call it, I wouldn't even call it a fight. It was just the being upset about the raid team yeah. thing. Oh, That's okay, what I yeah. consider our first like <laughs> friendship issue, which was recently too, guys. Yeah. It was like months ago, but still like within this last year. So, but yeah, uh, yeah. so I mean, like I I understand that I can be uh, harsh and intimidating when I'm upset. <laughs> And so I think I was just kind of being like, here's everything. And like my my biggest issue really was that nobody had been talking to me, that I had been feeling left out, that, you know, like as friends, we should be talking and communicating because we love each other and we want to. And I was like, here's all my things. Like, 
tag Nevermore. Like, God damn it. Like, say something. And you still weren't saying and anything. And I was like, part of that problem table is flip. Like, and this is when we're doing good is like at work during the week. Like, I get no signal for Discord. Like, it'll pop up notifications, but I can't like participate in what's <laughs> happening. So that's also part of it is like, I'll see a message, forget about it, and then not respond. That has nothing to do with this just now, but mm-hmm. it's also part of before. Um, and that's like when I, once you wrote your thing and then I finally wrote my big thing, I didn't even know you wrote your next huge thing until it was like three o'clock in the morning and I was packing all my Comic-Con crap and it said it was from like nine o'clock the day before in the morning. And I was like, what the fuck discord? Like it hasn't shown this update the whole time. I'm like, great. Like she already. And that was the other thing. Yeah. I was like, so I'm sitting there 30 hours later going, well, fine. I guess we're just not friends anymore. this like delusional like I haven't slept state trying to like read what she wrote and like reply to what she had said because I'm like I don't want to like not acknowledge what she's saying so I'm trying to write this semi-intelligent thing at like three o'clock in the morning without having slept because that always happens before shows I just don't sleep at all so yeah so it was this huge big deal and I like I was heartbroken you guys like seriously like and the fact that like I we felt like Jules is in the middle of all of it and like a friend I never thought that I would have issues with. Like I went to Comic-Con and Heather's like, what's wrong? And I was like, I'm fighting with Jocelyn. And she's like, and like her and Ted are like, what? Like, because they know that like, that would be never a thing that would happen. So it's been a long couple weeks, but I'm glad that we were able to finally talk it out and like sleep on it and like talk through it because I would never not want you to like spend time with us. So yeah, I think we learned a lot from this experience, too. We learned a lot about each other. We learned about about the, the damage of lack of communication. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, but the the good thing about it is that, you know, in no, when it comes down to a friendship that you want to have, that you want to have last, everything else goes outside the window if you care about that person. And I think that that, that is what overruled all of it. I mean, there were tons of hurt feelings and there were... There were things that were said and, and all of that kind of thing. But when it came down to it, it was like, I don't want to lose you is what the yeah. other one said yeah. to each other. Well, that's what Ben was telling me because it's like I was scared to reply because Jocelyn's intimidating. And, like <laughs> she like split it all out. And like, I mean, like I said, like we knew something was wrong, but we just assumed, assumed that she was just busy and stressed out. And like we thought she would say something. And it was just this whole like. We both have disaster thinking. So you have to know your audience here because like Ben was telling me too, he's like, you're thinking all these things. Cause he's like, you need to reply to her. Like she doesn't want to hear from me. Like what are you listening to what I'm telling you? She doesn't want to hear from me. And he's like, no, he's like, she's disaster thinking you're disaster thinking you need to fucking talk about it. Like he's just being like, totally like very, like, this is how you do it. And I'm like, but I want to be sad. You don't understand. Like I just found out like she doesn't like she's mad and it was my fault. Like he's just this, he's like I'm not gonna talk to you for a little while until you like actually are ready to listen to me. So you have to just know like you have to know who you're trying to talk to because yeah. Jules knows that Jocelyn and I are both like woo like this is what's actually happening. We're way over here. <laughs> and here's so. me trying to pick both of them up by the scruffs of their necks and put them into the same place together. Yeah. And you know, so here's, here's the tips that I can give to you guys when it comes down to this. Never, ever, ever assume the other person's intention. Always ask, 
always, always ask. You just don't know what's going on. Literally, we didn't know what was going on with Jocelyn. And there was like a ton of shit that she was going through, but she was too afraid to speak up about it because she thought we didn't care. Yep. And <laughs> and that and that was that was the downfall on all of our parts, you know. Um I reached out to Jocelyn privately and she wasn't ready to talk at that point. So I told her at the end of that whole this whole thing, I said, "You just need to tell me you're not ready to talk. Mm-hmm. That's all you need to tell me." And well, that's all I need to know. And I think, too, and and this is kind of advice that I would give to anyone who is trying to talk to somebody who seems to have kind of closed themselves off, is, like, make it a little bit more directed and personal because the message that Jules sent to me was basically just like, hey, is everything okay? Like, you know, very kind of, like, casual and the kind of message that you just send to anyone for anything. And... So to me, it felt really fake, which is not fair to Jules, but where I was already feeling like left out and like they didn't care, it it didn't seem like it was, you know, directed at me in any way. Whereas if she had said, hey, I've noticed that you're acting like this X, Y, and Z and like, and be specific, say like, I noticed that, you know, normally you message me on, on Wednesdays and I didn't see anything from you. And I know that's your quiet day. And that's usually when we talk, but you didn't say anything like what's going on. Yep. A really personal directed message can go a really long way to make people who feel like they've been neglected feel important again. And so I think that that was really the biggest part of the message that Jules sent me to try to reach out is I read the message and just kind of went, eh, fuck that. She doesn't actually care. Like, yeah. and it was, it was wrong of me and you're right. And, and I should have said like, I, I just can't deal with this. I have too much stress. I have too much going on. Um, we'll talk in a couple of days or something, but I didn't even feel like I owed you that. So yeah, it, like... and I should have done that. I should have said, you know, something's going on and we need mm-hmm. to talk about it because I'm not I'm, I'm worried about you, mm-hmm. you know. And so that was really like we learned a ton. You know, our friendship exists online. Mm-hmm. So yes. we have to figure all of this out without having the, the, the privilege of being able to see each other's faces. Mm-hmm. And I can tell I can look at anybody and I can read them like a book most of the time when it comes to emotion. If I don't see your face, I'm kind of screwed. <laughs> so I'm, I'm a terrible I'm making... liar. Like my face hides nothing. Like I yeah. can't. I can't be like I'm fine and then be like bawling. Like no, do you, like yeah. I am the same way. Like I, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but whenever, especially on, um, for some reason on Angry Chicken, and it's probably because I'm not normally crazy opinionated and outspoken, really. Um, so whenever I'm kind of out of my element and whenever I'm super emotional about something, uh, you guys can probably go back and watch the VODs and it's kind of super embarrassing, but like, I, I like, um, I don't want to necessarily say like break out, but like, I have like a skin reaction and you can kind of see it like near the top of my t-shirt sometimes. Cause my whole chest will just go like beat red. And mm. like, <laughs> so like, I can't, I can't like lie when I get super intensely passionate about something. Like I can't lie. I can't hide my emotions at all because like, I just, I start to get all red all and like my skin is like see-through white. So it's like this super stark contrast and it's so embarrassing, <laughs> but it happens yeah. all the time. <laughs> So it's easy to see it. It's when so you're in easy front to see somebody. it in person. Like I just right. I can't hide anything ever. <laughs> but you can hide online. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Like, 
the first night that you guys jumped into Discord to try to talk about it, I was like, I was mush. Like, I was in bed, like, a, I was literally like a wreck. There was, like, no getting on to talk, even without a camera. Like, I just was not ready at that point. Like, for me, like, I just wasn't. Like, you guys, I know Joss jumped in to talk to Jules about it because we were all in our different corners and stuff. And I was not ready. And and that's okay. Like, if you need a minute from something, like, it's okay. But eventually, like, Ben tells me all the time, like, you have to get up. And you have to do something. Because he's right. He's like, if you want to keep your friendship, you need to fight for it. So I needed to, like, reply to her with what, how I was feeling on my side. And part of it, too, was that we know people who are just like, you're like, I'm dealing with this. Oh, me too. You know what I mean? And what we had kind of going on with, like, the tax stuff and stress and everything was very similar. And I didn't want to not value her feelings and what she was going through. And I didn't want to say that while we were talking stuff out because I didn't want her to be like, well, you're just saying that you're stressing about tax stuff too, you know? Like, so in my mind, like, I felt like I couldn't explain completely what was going on just because I wanted her, like, what she was going through to matter, if that makes sense. It can always matter. I mean, and mm-hmm. but I get it. Just because like, we're going sometimes... through the same things doesn't mean that mine matters any less. Or, yeah. You're, yeah. or you're saying, yeah, yours is invalid because I'm dealing with it too. So what else you got? Like yeah. everyone's feelings yeah. and what they're dealing with is always, always valid. Um, so yeah, but I do understand what you're saying is that you felt that if you said, well, yeah, I'm stressed too because of X, Y, and Z and you're stressed about ABC, then, you know, like you feel like there's some sort of like competition and yeah. That's not how it is. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's never a competition. It's just like uh, things affect people in different ways and, you know, can make people feel different ways, even if it is the same thing going on. Like, I might totally be cool with dealing with how to buy a house, but for some reason I can't figure out my taxes and maybe you're super great at taxes. So you're like, WTF, why are you even stressed about that? Like, different mm-hmm. people, different experiences, different ways people's brains and emotions work and... Every issue is a, if it's a big issue for them, that's all that matters, right? Is mm-hmm. if somebody thinks that it's a big deal, then it is a big deal, period. Yeah. Well, and a good friend is able to separate themselves from what they're going through to be there and at least empathize mm-hmm. with the other people. And that is something that, you know, we, we are, we, we aren't perfect. <laughs> Three of us, we're Shocker. not perfect people. And, you know, just because we have microphones in front of our faces and we've got a really strong relationship doesn't mean that it doesn't have really rocky times like this mm-hmm. time. And that's and, why we wanted to talk about it because it's important. Yeah. Like, we, like, love and smooch and whatever and tell each other we love each other, like, all the fucking time, like, on Twitter and, you know, just personally. But it's important for us to show this on a show where we're talking about like dealing with your life. You guys like, this is important. Yes. This is the first time we've talked like other than we did our game week last week, but we didn't talk about this. Like mm-hmm. we logged in and we played a game together and like de-stressed a little bit. This is the first night we've like face to face, like <laughs> said how we felt and like what, the reaction from each other made each of us feel. So Mm -hmm. this is like out there, you guys, like we're giving it to (laughs) you. And be real about it when you care about somebody. I mean, you know, if that person is worth it in your life, it's, it's worth it to take a couple on the chin and not try to be 
the one who's right, you mm-hmm. know, <laughs> because both of these ladies took it on the chin to be able to say, I love you and I don't want to lose your friendship. And that's not easy to do. That is not easy to do at all, let alone sit in front of a camera and talk to a you know couple hundred people about what it is that they went through to get back to communicating as friends again. So I give these two ladies tremendous props and courage, the courage that it took to do this. I mean, I don't, you're, you're not going to see this very often. And so, you know, I applaud you both for, for putting the example forward to our audience because that's not easy to do. Oh, thanks, Jules. Well, we but owe you a very big thank seriously. you for, yeah, well, <laughs> for basically being you. our mediator. <laughs> and also, I'm sorry that, like, you got kind of thrust into, like, yeah. the middle because, like, there is no middle. Like, even though we're technically, like, a triangle of friendship. <laughs> I like... was going to say, there's three of us. Eventually, <laughs> there's going to be disagreements and yeah. there's going to be a middle. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, but for the most part, like, we don't have that. And yeah. that's, we, you know, we talk about stuff, we vent when we have trouble. And I think because on all parts, we just kind of were doing our own thing. Like that's part of it is if you're not talking and getting stuff off your chest to your people, whoever they may be, this kind of shit's going to happen. Like, and part of it too, is like, I go to work Monday through Friday from eight to four, you know, some nights I have errands, some nights Ben's recording, but I just assume they're busy all the time. Like, and that's part of it too. Is like with Jocelyn quiet. I just assumed she was busy with rating, was busy with gaming, was busy with podcasting, was busy with stuff at home because I knew about part of the stuff she was stressing about. I just assumed and I was focused on me and what I needed to get done. And I wasn't thinking about my decision to stream with Jules would affect her and upset her. You know, it's just, that's how it happened. And I was, I'm sorry that it happened and that this all fell apart because it was never my intention. And I love you very much. Both. I love you both very well, much too. And I love <laughs> you both very much. You know, there's, there's, uh, if, if, if there's ever a time in your life, if you're listening to this show where, where you need some support on how to do this, send a letter because, you know, and, and not to us, to the person that you want to, I thought to, she meant to talk to. Us. to. I totally <laughs> thought she meant to us too. I was like, well, are I we segueing to listener feedback yet? Yeah, like, okay. We can't but, you know, ourselves, but let me just tell you how to handle your shit. <laughs> what I mean though, is that if you can write out what you, what you feel, it's so, sometimes it's so much harder to be able to sit in front of someone and tell them how you feel. If that is something that you struggle with, write it out. Write them a letter, like literally write them a letter and tell them how you feel. You may never send it. You might hand it, have it in front of you when you actually do talk to them, but at least your thoughts are organized. And so I, and that's how this worked out was that Nevermore and Jocelyn pretty much wrote letters back to each other, you know, and Joss kind of spewed all her stuff out. (laughs) We we had like, I just needed to slow break because there was a huge break because I was just, I was overwhelmed by everything going on and also just shocked because even though I knew something was up, like I just never expected it would stem because of me. So it was like this kind of retreat effect to protect myself. And actually Ben by like stabbing me in the heart by what he said at one point um, when he was trying to talk me through it, 
uh, about how I needed to respond to her. And I was telling him that she doesn't want to hear from me and all that kind of stuff. And we've talked before about how I've had issues with um, other friends kind of like drifting apart and stuff. Um, he's like, you don't want it to be like, and he said one of their names. And I was just like, oh, like, it just, it hurt, you know, because with that particular instance, like, I feel like it wasn't so much me. Like, I just felt like she had somebody that's on the other side of town. They're more friends. They hang out way more frequently. I just felt like it was like a just time growth apart, you mm-hmm. know? And my sister and I both, like, kind of reached out to this person. My twin sister and I both. Um, so when he kind of compared it to that, I think also kind of shoved me in the right direction. Because obviously I was going to respond at that point. I just, I didn't know what to say because I didn't, I couldn't believe what was happening. You guys, it's Jocelyn. Like, it would be the same if it was Jules. Like, I would be like, what the fuck? How is this possible? Like, it just, it was crazy to me so the fact that he kind of said that person's name it one it pissed me off because i'm like i'm upset about this like so i was mad but at the same time i was like you know he's right like obviously i'm gonna fight for this because i believe in both of these friendships and i want to fucking fix it but it's just you have to get it's hard to get to that point you guys mm-hmm. it's hard like i mean i would have maybe gotten there and it would have taken me a lot longer laying in bed crying my eyes out but having him to ground me to like figure out like where I was and to kind of gain a grasp on reality. And he's like, if you're sitting here disaster thinking she's been doing that too, like you need to speak what's going on, you know? So lesson yeah, learned. And the guys. easy way, the easy way out is to not say anything at all mm-hmm. because that's yeah. assuming that it's over, you yeah. know? So I, again, am just, you know, I'm so proud of you guys, you know, for talking about it, for, for bringing it out there and, you know, and, and for just being real about it because this stuff happens to anybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If it can happen to us, it can absolutely happen to anybody. That's for sure. Um, but Jules, I did, I did want to also kind of, um, reinforce what you said about the whole writing letters thing, because I know, um, it's kind of, it's a thing that my, my IRL best friend does a lot of. She writes a lot of letters and she sent me, she writes like a little five-year-old, but she sends me little letters and postcards and stuff. And she actually has been listening to the show a lot. And, uh, she like heard one of the episodes where I was, I think it was the episode where I was like wondering like how people were going to, um, interact with me as like, it was when I was feeling super, super, um, insecure about my looks and stuff and and it was that episode and she wrote me this big huge long letter about how I'm amazing and she's known me forever and she's known me since I had dirt in my hair and was five and people loved me then and it's just I feel like it's kind of a lost art and at least for me I know when someone takes the time to actually like write something down on a piece of paper and you know throw it in an envelope and send it to me it just it it's that extra little bit of effort and it actually does mean quite a lot so write letters guys write letters yeah that's so <laughs> sweet i love that that's someone who really cares about you yeah we've known each other a really long time she's actually coming to visit this weekend i'm really excited yay <laughs> I, haven't seen her. I haven't i haven't spent a significant amount of time with her in a while so i'm yeah. very very excited to see her but Um, yeah. So guys, write letters. It's good. (laughs) Even if it's, even if there's no big like chasm you have to cross, just 
Letters help get your point across much more Letters than digital and things. Just saying, like, tag somebody and say, I'm thinking about you. Like, stupid stuff like that, like a little quick thing, like here and there, too, is huge. Because we weren't doing any kind of stuff like that lately. So tell somebody you love how you feel. But anyway, speaking of the letter that she wrote to you about how you feel about how you look. Segway. I have lost almost 20 pounds. Yay. I'm so proud of you. Oh my God, I'm so proud of you. Yep. I'm very excited about it. My pants are falling off. I'm back down a size. Yeah, pants (laughs) off. I said, it's like, I have, so I have a drawer of shame. It is like all of my clothes that I used to wear that I really liked, but I got too fat to wear them. And I didn't want to throw them out. It's a lot of summer stuff. It's just like, I these are like pieces that I really, really like. But it's my drawer of shame because it doesn't fit me anymore. And so I'm down almost 20 pounds. I'm like two pounds away from being 20 pounds down of, from my heaviest last summer. And uh, I still have, we still have about, you know, three-ish weeks until uh, Nertacular. So I'm kind of, uh, I had a bit of a cheat weekend when the moms were here. Uh, We had some wine and then um, I'm going to have a cheat weekend when my best friend is here. We're going to drink our faces off and that's just happening. (laughs) But outside of that, I've still been sticking to it pretty good. And I'm really, really hoping that I can get 25 pounds down before Nertacular and that would be perfect. And then I'm going to open my drawer of shame and we're going to see if it's still the drawer of shame or if it could be like the drawer of proudness hope. Hope. <laughs> sure drawer even of hope. If it, okay even the if drawer it, of yay yay <laughs> even even if it doesn't fit still at that point you're so close like you're getting to your goal of it so don't yeah. call it like still the drawer of shame that's <laughs> i'm but proud yeah. of you so i'm i'm really happy i feel pretty good i've been sleeping better and um, you should yeah. talk about what you did to do this. Right. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Cause I don't even know if I've actually really talked about it too much on the show, no. but, um, so I gave up sugar, which was really, really hard. And I didn't give up like, um, I guess I didn't give up sugar completely. I gave up like excess sugar. So I was eating a lot of candy. I was drinking a lot of pop. I was eating a lot of chocolate. Um, just like I had all of these extra sugar and uh, because I was like I have a huge sweet tooth oh my god huge sweet tooth and I I eat sugar for energy I eat sugar for stress I eat sugar when I feel bad like I am all kind because basically they say when you're trying to give up sugar figure out what your triggers are I have all of them yeah (laughs) all of them so I was like okay you know what Like, I'm still having sugar in my coffee. I'm not cutting sugar out completely. Like, there's just sugar in freaking everything. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to cut out all the extra sugar, like all the snacky stuff. Like, no more cookies, muffins, candies, like any of that kind of stuff. I cut the sugar in my coffee down to half of what I was having before. Um, I I don't drink pop anymore, which is so weird. So I'm drinking water instead. I also cut out alcohol for the most part. Um, and, and actually like stuck to it this time because I know I tried right before Christmas for a couple weeks and ended mm-hmm. up falling off that wagon. But for mm-hmm. me, um, oh, and we stopped, um, we stopped eating out. So we've been cooking for ourselves like pretty much seven days a week, you know, here mm-hmm. and there, depending on if we're traveling or if stuff's going on or if both of us are just busy then, but even then we're like going and getting a sub instead of like 
McDonald's or something. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So it's just being conscious of what mm-hmm. your choice is, you know? Exactly. So what I actually ended up doing, I, I found worked best for me was that I needed to cut out everything because when I was just trying to get rid of, you know, like fatty foods or just trying to get rid of alcohol or just stopping with pop, um, the or soda, <laughs> uh, soda, the, soda. <laughs> the problem for me is that um, if I don't cut everything down, I feel like um, like I'm much more likely to fall back and to cheat because I'm just like, well, if I can have sugar, then clearly I can have a, a pop or I can have, mm-hmm. you know, a glass of wine and a glass of wine is never a glass of wine. It's a freaking bottle because I love it. <laughs> so it's just like I, I whatever I tried to cut out when it was one thing, I would usually end up slipping back within a week. But when I just cut everything, it was like, no, stop, stop treating yourself like shit. Um, it actually, it worked for me. I'm not saying it works for everybody. Some people need the, the kind of change in moderation, but for me, I was just like, okay, no, I'm just cutting everything. I need to lose weight before intertacular. I'm going to do this. So from Easter until now, so about six weeks, yeah, I'm down. Um, so I'm down 20 pounds from my heaviest last summer and I'm down about 15 from Easter. So yay, you kicked ass, man. Keep it up. Amazing. Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm really excited and, uh, really happy about it. And it's a hundred percent. Like I have not, I hate exercise. I hate running. I hate outside with people and bugs. It's gross. (laughs) Like I did not change anything in terms of like exercise. I know that's probably the next step because I am very out of shape, but, uh, it was a hundred percent just by being conscious of what I was putting in my body. You're doing good. Yep. That's, that's what I think people do wrong is that they try to do everything all at once. And then you just get burnout on it. Yeah. And you were under some intense amounts of stress and still maintained that. I mean, you didn't, you know, you had every opportunity for triggers on all of it and you stayed the course. So I actually think, I think that was almost, it kind of helped because I was just like, well, I feel like shit anyway. So therefore I'm just going to keep denying myself all these awesome foods that I like because I already feel like crap. So it's not like it can get any worse. (laughs) Crying, being like, eat gross. (laughs) but yeah so I feel I feel a lot better now I feel better about myself I've kind of been you know standing up a little straighter and you know having my pants fall to the floor when I'm walking around the house is actually really funny (laughs) so (laughs) I just I've been uh yeah it's like I I feel happier now good so that and it's kind of crazy oh the other thing i did want to mention though if anyone is thinking about doing this um sugar withdrawal has been the worst thing ever i thought i had like some sort of like flu or something i was shaky i had no energy i felt like i was going to be sick to my stomach I was like all over the place in terms of my sleeping patterns for probably like two or three days after I uh, made the initial cut. And actually it was right at when we were traveling for, for Matt's uh, grandmother's funeral. And um, like, I just, I, I wasn't even sure like if I could get in the car and make it there. 
Um, I had to take gravel to settle my stomach and try to get some sleep. And like, it was just, it was the most awful experience of my life. And I've never gone through any kind of like drug withdrawal, but I have gone through alcohol withdrawal and sugar is a thousand times worse because it's in freaking everything. And if your body is used to, basically what happens is your body uses energy from sugar first, fat second, protein third. So if your body is used to getting all its energy from the first source, it slowly over time, and like I say, I have a sweet tooth. I've been eating sugar and lots of it for pretty much since I was responsible for feeding myself. My parents were really, really good. We had like candy day Saturdays. I would get one piece of candy once a week. Like my mom was anal when it came to giving her kids sugar. Um, so it's uh, not blaming it on her at all. But as soon as then I could feed myself, it was like vending machines at the high school and I've got dollars, bitches. Let's have them candy bars. <laughs> so like I was just, my body was a hundred percent used to getting its energy from sugar. So then when you're trying to teach your body to process fat and get energy from fat instead of sugar, like when that energy source is gone, your body's like, WTF, I literally don't know how to do this anymore. So what do you expect me to do, Jocelyn? And it basically like shuts down <laughs> while it like relearns how to do things. <laughs> and it was <Yeah>. awful. <laughs> Poor thing. Awful. So that was another thing that was happening while all the house things are happening and the tax bill is happening and everything else. But um, it has been really, really good for me in the long run because like I say, I am, I'm losing significant amounts of weight and I feel better like looking at my face. I feel like I can see it in my face and you can see it in my stomach and I just, I just feel better. So good. that's awesome. that's the most important part is that you feel good. Absolutely. Um, and so, yeah, that's all of my updates with Jules. Jules has a lot yeah, of good have, shit going on. You have on, a man. lot of good stuff going on but, right now. Besides, <laughs> besides her condo and moving, she's got a ton of good stuff. It's been, you know what? This has been a good, a good run for me, and I'm super excited. I won't take up too much time because I know we're getting long, but I want to um, hear about it. Ready? Go. <laughs> okay, go. Um, so. As Nevermore mentioned, um, she and I had done some streaming together for crafting, and I absolutely fell in love with that. It, and and just crafting in general, it was just so much fun to make chainmail jewelry and, and things like that. And it magically took off. All of a sudden, people are sending me messages. Well, asking it didn't me magically take off. You are ridiculously talented, and your stuff looks amazing. So it didn't oh, just randomly magically happen. Like you are talented. That's why it well, took off. And she's 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 teaching herself new steps along yeah. the way, and she's like, people are excited about it. They want to buy it, but people are also interested in trying it themselves. And she's yes. encouraging other people. She's not saying, bitch, please. This is yeah. my craft. Pay I'm me. the shade mailer in the yeah. world. She's saying anybody can do it if you want, or I can help you and I can custom make stuff for you. You can order it through me. So like yeah. she's both sides. She's not just be, like focusing on herself guys. It, it, I've been blown away by the number of people who have sent me messages saying that they've tried it themselves and they're because they were inspired by, by me. And that just blows my mind because holy crap, that's so cool. That is so cool to be an inspiration for other people to try it. And, um, I, I got an opportunity to make a lanyard, um, for my friend Oddish who streams on Twitch. And I had the pleasure of seeing her open her package on her stream when she got it. And she was like, I, I mean, I nearly cried because I was so excited 
she was so excited and she's like, I could just feel the love that was made that this was made in. And I was just like, Oh my God, that's exactly what it was. And it was <laughs> you know, it was this, there's just this joy that comes out of me when I, when I make stuff and it's, it feels so amazing. And so I've been streaming and then there's this audience of people that come and watch me stream and we have these great conversations and we play all this music and then Twitch sends me an affiliate invitation as part of that too. And I'm just Yay. like, Holy crap. So it just, it feels like everything just like fell into this place of happiness. And these people who are sending me messages saying, I just want to have something made by you just makes me like so incredibly happy. Like I'm actually sad that I can't make anything promise to make anything this weekend. Cause I got to move. So. <laughs> but she's excited because in her new condo, she can like dedicate space now. Yes. Cause she's yes. not, she, you were having a hard time like getting it all set up for this. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm so in my living room right now. I'm in my living room. Cause I'm in a one bedroom apartment. Everything is set up in my living room. It's so funny when that when they show my apartment, people kind of go, "Well, it's a crazy setup you got in here." It's like, yeah, because I she's I'm like, a I guess I record porn. <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do. Don't well, judge. People who don't understand streaming are probably like, yeah. "What is all this like recording equipment and the big lights? Like, what goes on behind the lights?" <laughs> Man, you gotta show off every detail of that porn. <laughs> oh, it is. It, it it's just I've been I've been so incredibly happy just making stuff for people and like Swex is in our chat room I made a lanyard for him, um people keep sending me messages and asking me to make stuff and it's just ah, uh, it's incredible, and then you know today I'm sitting doing my work and I get a message from Scott Johnson, asking me if I'm coming to Nerdtacular, and I said yeah of course I'm coming and he asked me to send him a headshot of myself to put me on the website for Nertacular as one of the guests that are going to be there. Yay! Let me just take <laughs> you guys back just a couple of years to 2012. In 2012, I started doing uh, Torrent Think Tank. It was like a month or two prior to this. I met Jocelyn at Nertacular 2012. And our stories are like the same. <laughs> Because yes. that was my first spectacular too. <laughs> first too. And I sat there in that audience that first year. I didn't know anybody. Nobody knew who I was. And I said to myself, I said, someday, someday I'm going to be up there with those other people that I admire so much. And then I get this message from Scott Johnson today. And he puts me up there with the people that I admire so much today. And, like, I was crying today. I was like, I did it. Like, I made that happen. Like, yeah, you did. Aww. <laughs> because it was it was something that I, that I really wanted to have happen. It's so and, funny because, like, your aspirations for Nertacular were, like, totally the opposite of mine. I remember <laughs> one of them being up on the Nertacular stage that first year and talking about, uh. like, um, friend requests on Facebook and stuff and how, like... It's totally cool if I know who you are, but, you know, like, random requests are kind of weird, so just come up and say hi or whatever. And I remember thinking, like, I hope one day he remembers who I am, and then, you know, maybe we yes. could be friends on social media. And then, like, same thing with you, Jules, um, but it happened for me uh, at the last Nertacular two years ago was, yeah. you know, being an invited guest because of the success of Angry Chicken. And I was just like, <sighs> like, I... 
I didn't even aspire to that because I thought it was like way up here and I was way down here and just how far the both of us have come is just incredible. It is, it is absolutely incredible. I mean, I'm looking at the website right now, frogpants.com slash nerdtacular. And to see my picture on that website with Jocelyn, with all of these people who I have listened to for years and, and to be invited to be a part of that was just like, it blew my freaking mind. And so, yeah, I'm just like, I'm just like, oh my God, you guys, like life is so fucking good. <laughs> after, after the, the last year of hell, life is really fucking good. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, it's amazing. I'm putting it, the link in the amazing. chat room so you guys can go check Jules out. I, I just, it blew me away today. I, I, you know, humbled the shit out of me because I, you know, I, I didn't, I don't, I don't have the shows on the frog pants network, but to be asked to be part of that. We that need was- to like make Scott some sort of butt cake or something where we can just be like, we appreciate you or whatever. Cause that's where I started vending was nerdtacular. That was the very yeah. first show that I ever, ever sold anything at you guys <laughs> ever. I'll have to see if I can find the pictures for my little tiny table there. But it's, you know, I felt special that they would let me like, even yeah. though I paid my money and I had my table, but it, to feel included within this group and this community, you guys, like everyone is so nice. Like I can't explain it more than that. Like everyone was so supportive. And I think that's part of what made me want to do it more is to like craft more and make more like, and freaking the Johnson kids, like the girls bought like all my stuff. Like Kim and the girls came over and bought all my stuff, especially Carter. And I freaking (laughs) love her. And just, you know, the fact that, like, they liked it made me want to do it more. It's the same thing with Jules and her chainmail. It's, like, because you get a positive response for it and it's something you enjoy doing, you want to build on that, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, the to know that that you, you know, that people are appreciating what you do. And, and you know... I've been telling Nevermore for weeks about the stuff that she's making and how awesome it is. And she's been tweeting it more. And then all of these other people are telling her how awesome it is. And it's incredible. It's incredible. And then I just have to give her huge props before we end the show. Cause I know we're getting long, but she went out and crafted more stuff without having anybody encourage her except for herself. After mm-hmm. Phoenix comic con went out and started creating more stuff. Well, and yeah. like, because of everything that was happening too, like, you know how my mind like thinks, like imagines things. This is how I explained to Ben how sad I was. Okay. After we found out what was going on with Joss and like, it was my fault and all this stuff, like, and I'm, I'm heartbroken. And I know that like, I have, I think it was two nights before the show or whatever. And I needed to spend like that evening working on stuff. Didn't happen. Like I was mm-hmm. wrecked, like the whole night didn't do anything. I was telling Ben, I was like, you know, in the movie inside out where sadness just touches stuff and it turns blue. Like, I feel like if I go and I make something, it's just going to send out blue, sad things in the world. And I don't want to <laughs> sell my stuff and have them have bad, sad juju stuff. Like, <laughs> that's like how I had to explain it because I just, I had zero desire to do anything. Like I was just, it was just crushed, you know? And like, because we work stuff out and because like he supports me and Jules and Joss both were, we were talking and getting back into it. Like 
it inspires you like and you yeah. want you know it lifts you up and like Jules kept telling me do your tiny microbead things do your tiny microbeads I'm like I can't Jules like I haven't used them yet blah blah I'm like I'm not ready and like now like I'm sitting at home doing my teeny tiny like little itty bitty perler stuff so I have tons of them I need to melt them he's not melted he's just like dangly oh but I was like how is that <laughs> happening <laughs> it's because well when I found out because at comic-con like everybody's like you should always make stuff but I'm like I can't because I didn't have um, electricity so I came up with this cool thing because I saw other people doing the tape method where they melt it off their boards so I was like why can't I do the tape method prep stuff at con and then melt it at night which I didn't because I was tired every night but it's just it's on tape till I melt it and do that's it so cool yeah, I love that one, cool. by the way. So, yeah, I, I know. <laughs> I knew you would. So, yeah, I have a whole baggie of a whole bunch of them, and I have more stuff that I'm getting ready to do at Nerdtacular because we're all going to be there. Yay! So, say yeah. hi to us, guys. Speaking Absolutely. of, uh, so we have this week is June 6th. Obviously, we're doing a show. Next week, June 13th, we're going to do a hero stream, followed by a show on June 20th. And then June 27th, we're not going to be doing anything because we're all going to be in Utah. So uh, look for, I guess, uh, and maybe not that week. Kind of depends what you guys are doing because you're all American. But July 4th, uh, we'll probably is our going to be our normal show night. But uh, we'll have to see how that works uh, with you guys having your holidays and stuff. So yeah, um, but and yeah, I will so not I think- be there for next week's hero stream, most likely because I that's the day of my move. So right, um, yes. If I can, I will, but I doubt that I will have any energy to want to do anything. Yes, so. <laughs> exactly. So it's probably just going to be Nevermore and I playing some heroes. So make sure you guys come and check it out. That's Twitch.tv/slash Joss Plays, which is exactly where we also record this show. Um, and yeah, I think we're when we're doing the hero streams, we're trying to start as early as possible so we can get as many games in as possible because I still have the same hard out time because it's rate night. So, uh, so yeah, you guys uh, just wanted to let you know what our schedule is going to be going through the rest of the month of June. I'm really looking forward to seeing you guys in a few weeks at Nertacular, literally like three weeks from tonight. Nevermore, I'm going to be hugging you and probably crying. Yay! Yes. <laughs> I'm excited for everyone to cry and hug me. (laughs) (laughs) And Jules, I'm not sure. When do you actually arrive? Because I know Nevermore and I arrive on the Tuesday. When do you actually get there? I'll be there Wednesday. Yeah. Excellent. Yes. I'll be there Wednesday. We're leaving Monday. I'm very, very excited. And so uh, make sure if you guys are attending Nertacular, don't be shy. It's a very small con. Take advantage of it. Make sure that you come up, say hi, let us know that you are a listener of Slaying Demons. And uh, yeah, maybe we'll even uh, slay some demons while we're there. You never know. So uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for hanging out. I think that's probably going to do it for us tonight. It's been a long show. We had a listener email, but we're not going to go into it tonight. I'll make sure that we get it in on the 20th. Uh, but if you would like to send in your demons, you can do so by sending them to demonspodcast at gmail.com. You can also join into our conversations over on Discord. That's discord.gg slash jossplays. That's J-O-C-E plays. Uh, don't forget to follow the show on Twitter. You can find us. We are at Demons Podcast. Jules, where can folks find you in and around the interwebs? Find me on Twitter at JulesRPG. Uh, you can also check out my other show, which is Torrent Think Tank, on Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central, twitch.tv slash Tank. And I have an Etsy store! Yay! And you can check that out. It's called Chain of Jewels. Which I love. It's so cute. could <laughs> totally came up with that name. It's all of his, his doing, and I think it's hilarious. So it's called Chain of Jewels.etsy.com. Dot com and you can check that out and see the work that I'm doing there. 
Also, don't forget to totally pimp the fact that your uh, CTR party website Kickstarter thingy is live. So uh, everyone should go check that out and back that party because uh, that was a total blast last year. I'm really looking forward to being there again this year. So you guys should go check it out. Jules, do you have a short form link for that Kickstarter? I do. Convertoraid.com slash party takes you straight to the Kickstarter. There you go. Everyone it's go check it out. It's super fun, you guys. And you don't need a BlizzCon ticket to go to it. It's Isn't it at the Hilton? It is at the Hilton, second floor, Friday night, 8 p.m., November 3rd. Perfect. Super fun. Nevermore, where can folks find you? You can find me on Twitter. I'm at Quota Nevermore. And I also have an Etsy, which is closed right now because, one, I've been lazy and not updating it. But two, I'm prepping to go to Nerdtacular and Vend since it's the last year. I just have to send Scott Johnson all my money. <laughs> uh, but I, I will be there and we will be packing minimalistically to get my stuff there. Um, and I will have new stuff like all my little 8-bit things and some other cool stuff. Like the, um, I didn't finish it for Comic-Con, so I still have all the mermaid bottles and the unicorn um tier crystallized tiered bottles and stuff like that i have all those because i didn't finish those in time and i am also on twitch now i'm slowly not being a noob (laughs) Um, i decided though that instead of doing quota nevermore it's uh twitch.tv slash geek asylum which is my etsy shop um because of reasons so that is where i will be (laughs) streaming and i probably i'm gonna try to stream on my own you guys on occasion i'm gonna try I'm scared to do it, but I'm going to try. And we're going to try to do. It's super fun. I know, but I feel, I don't know. But, and we're going to try to do threesome streams later when my (laughs) computer can handle it. Because right now my computer can barely run it uh, if we have two. So it's going to be harder to run it with three. But we are going to be crafting on and off like between now and then. And I don't know if Joss is doing a get nailed before Nurtacular. Absolutely. At yes. least at least two more get nailed before Nertagular. Yeah, I think oh. these two might be streaming this weekend. Might be. Hopefully. Josh is busy yes. this weekend because she has oh, her that's right. You're not. Yeah. You're not. So yeah. uh, okay. I might be able to do it Sunday. But yeah, so the okay. last ones we did uh, were Wonder Woman nails. I'm still rocking Which them. Were they amazing. still look so good. Incredible. And the movie was amazing. So if you haven't seen it yet, guys, go see the movie. Yes, like seriously, movie. why are you uh, why are you still listening to me right now? Go go to a movie theater. Go. We, Jules, we need to have go. like. <laughs> We need I'm to recording have a this damn show. Panel, a spoiler channel for it so we can talk about it because it was so good. Yeah, I know. I agree. So, anyway, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter and Twitch. I'm at Joss Plays. You can also find links to all of the other shows that I do over on amove.tv. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we will see you next week for Heroes of the Storm. Pew, pew, pew. Love you guys. Bye. Bye, you guys. Thanks for hanging out with us.